Hello, I'm Gavin Givanoni, and I'm doing this MA Selfie podcast on the 5th of July. And the reason why this is such an important day is because it's the 75th birthday of the uh, NHS. Um, at 75, uh, you're meant to be uh, wise and full of uh, sage advice. Uh, but unfortunately, for those of you who follow healthcare politics, you will have noticed that the NHS is in dire straits, uh, in crisis mode. Uh, it's clearly underfunded uh, when you look at how much the NHS gets as a proportion of um, GDP. It's clearly way below the average uh, healthcare expenditure in high-income countries. Uh, we also understaffed. We have you know 130 plus thousand vacancies. There is industrial action with nurses having recently been on strike. Junior doctors going on strike again, and the senior consultants having just voted for strike action. So we are in a, a crisis. Um, many staff, and I'm talking about full-time NHS staff, spend most of their time fighting fires. They move from one crisis to the next. And they often get through the day uh, with a feeling of having let down their patients and uh, the sense, sense that you could have done better. And that applies to me as well. I, I often finish my clinics um, feeling that I could have done better. Uh, and this is around access to resources, essentially. And uh, many commentators are asking the question uh, whether the NHS will survive. Um, a lot of politicians... Uh, potentially want to create a new healthcare system or at least a new funding model which will disrupt the current uh, funding model. Um, very few people I know except a handful of rampant uh, neoliberals uh, disagree with the founding principles of the NHS and the founding principle essentially is that healthcare is a basic human right and for it to be a basic human right it should be very equitable uh, based on clinical need, essentially, and free at point of delivery, i.e. not your ability to pay. So everybody in the UK should be, have uh, equitable and free access to health. Sadly, healthcare in the UK is neither equitable or free uh, at the point of delivery. And I work in the NHS and I know this. You know, People with money, education and influence, they know how to hack the NHS systems to get quicker access and this is often via the private sector. You know, queue jumping is a well-known phenomenon. You see a private consultant who works in the NHS and they manage to get you back into the NHS uh, using the influence ahead of the queue, you know, top of the queue. Um, and I think this kind of explains why, despite the NHS, the health care or health outcomes vary so greatly across the UK. And I would imagine MS is no exception. You know, I do know this in some parts of the country. Waiting lists to get onto disease-modifying therapies are, you know, six to nine months longer than other areas of the country. And this should not be the case. Everybody should have a similar um, access to therapies, for example. I think when you reflect on healthcare systems worldwide, you realize that the UK spends uh, too little of its GDP on health. And this not only includes the curative healthcare model, the NHS, but also preventative healthcare. And we don't really allow market or evolutionary forces to allocate uh, resources and to use them to drive up quality of care. You know, we don't have those systems in place to, to do that. And when you look at countries like Australia and many European countries, uh, universal access to healthcare is possible with systems 
that are market-driven, allow them to respond to the country's needs using uh, market principles. However, these countries, unlike the USA, regulate the healthcare systems quite tightly. And by doing that, they prevent the kind of runaway healthcare inflation that has been seen in, say, the USA. So, you know, in my head, and I'm not a, um, a healthcare politician, I'm not a politician, I think the answer must lie between the extremes of the NHS uh, and possibly the assortment of healthcare systems in the United States. And I think, you know, looking at our neighbours in, in Europe uh, and particularly the Scandinavian countries or Australia, we we may be able to develop a system that, you know, addresses the population uh, a lot better. Um, it may mean giving up some of the well, – one of the principles in that – um, you know, people think the NHS should not be a two-tiered system, you know, but if you want to put more money into it, you will create a two-tiered system. And I think, um, you know, with the ability to take your NHS money into the private sector and to help decompress uh, this, uh, the NHS would be a help. Uh, I'm not talking about necessarily doing this for chronic diseases because I do think chronic diseases are best managed in the NHS, but it could be for some of the acute problems or the one-off problems that need to be done. UK politicians, or particularly conservative politicians, you know, they always make this comment that healthcare expenditure is a bottomless pit and that demand will always outstrip supply. I'm afraid I have to disagree with this premise. Uh, I think if we spend more resources on preventative healthcare and wellness uh, at a population level and make our, our general population healthier, we will almost certainly reduce the demand for healthcare. In a, you know, I think... We as, we as a country, particularly our politicians, are too focused on the supply side of healthcare and how to ration it. Uh, and almost all institutions the UK government has you know, put in place uh, around the NHS are essentially about rationing healthcare. You know, I recently read that the NHS should be rebranded as the NHRS or the National Health Rationing Service. I mean, this is a very sad indictment but it's true and explains why uh, our healthcare outcomes in the UK lag behind other high income countries you know bit cancer survival rates etc and i think this is uh, a shock shocking indictment on a country that has such a high income uh, relative to others and I have little little doubt that if we were able to compare MS outcomes in the UK with our close neighbours, we would not be doing as well. Uh, and that's why I always said if I had MS, uh, I'd want to live in Sweden or Australia. It's not necessarily about the healthcare systems in Sweden or Australia, but their attitude to healthcare is slightly different. The uh, politicians and healthcare managers don't uh, interfere too much between the uh, clinicians, the healthcare professionals looking after people with MS and the people with MS and allow them to make decisions without too many guidelines. So the question we need to ask ourselves, is there anything we can do about the state of affairs? And I personally think we need to rethink healthcare and develop a radically new delivery model. I think the current Victorian model of healthcare centered around, you know, geographic locations, um, particularly secondary and tertiary care institutions is flawed. You know, um, uh, we need to change that. And I think it is happening, but it's not happening fast enough. You know, firstly, I would, if I was in charge, I would allocate more resources and energy towards preventive healthcare. 
And I think if we, if we let preventive healthcare go into overdrive, starting at a very young age, I'm talking about, you know, as a newborn baby, you know, moving through uh, childhood into adolescence and uh, early adulthood, which is where preventative healthcare really has its biggest impact. Uh, and we could reduce curative healthcare expenditure by a third in, within a generation. I, I have little doubt about this. But it requires a big investment up front to save money downstream. Um, however, this would require fixing, you know, what we call the broken society. You know, our education system is not up for the task. And then we've got inequality, and we know that a lot of uh, health care problems are, are linked to inequality and social determinants. So this will require fixing society, and that's a big political problem. And I think when it comes to chronic diseases such as MS, we really do need to empower people to self-manage their disease as much as possible. Now, self-management is becoming that term that's just banded around, uh, you know, quite glibly. And I think we know, we shouldn't do that. We should actually say, what is self-management and define it? And I think if we did a proper self-management program uh, and, uh, you know, ran that at full throttle, uh, and the whole purpose would be to upscale, activate, and empower people with MS to take control of their disease. Uh, and this would include a really proactive education program to teach you about the disease and how to manage it. And then we would need to remove all the bottlenecks in the system and create self-referral pathways so you can access what you need without going via your GP, clinical nurse specialist, or your neurologist. Uh, and I also think underpinning this would be giving you your electronic pay, your electronic health record, and it needs to be managed by you with uh, your healthcare professionals coming into it and adding to it. So rather than the healthcare system you know, controlling it, you would control your healthcare record and allocate different people access to it. I think this is not undoable. I think with modern technology, it should be doable. And I, I know that um, uh, Microsoft created the uh, Health Vault with this concept in place, but nobody adopted it. Um, and I think, you know, it was probably ahead of its time. And uh, it's a pity it did close down because I think it kind of offered a vision of what could be done in the future. Uh, so my vision of self-management is very radical. You know, I would expect people with MS to book their own MRI scans and blood tests and get the results uh, fed back to them via a, a IT platform, the electronic health record. That'll happen automatically. Um, you'll have to go for your, your – you'd undergo regular monitoring. You know, we, we could say that at three, six, or 12 monthly, depending on uh, what has been monitored. And the information will be fed back to you directly, and it'll also be referred to your MS service via a dashboard that's well designed. And you know, depending on what comes up on the dashboard, uh, the, your healthcare professionals will react. You know, you could be triaged for a specific action, for example, to have your DMT changed, and there will be feedback loops uh, that will allow the system to learn and adapt over time. So this would have to be a proactive, living system that improves with time. And I think more time and resources will be spent on the holistic management of MS and this concept of prehabilitation. In other words, making sure your general health is maintained rather than reacting to you know, crises and having rehabilitation. As an example, sleep, in my problem, sleep disorders or poor sleep hygiene is the elephant in the room when it comes to multiple sclerosis. And I would imagine um, you know, people with MS using you know, off-the-shelf potentially consumer technologies to screen them for sleep hygiene or sleep problems. 
Uh, and then depending on what comes through this, you could, be, you could be contacted via the platform for more detailed sleep health assessment. If necessary, maybe you have to go into a sleep lab, but at least it's proactive. It's rather than responsive. Um, in addition to this, things like metabolic health will be checked and managed by you at home, not by your GP. You know, why shouldn't you look after your blood pressure, um, look after your uh, metabolic health glucose monitoring, for example? Why do you have to go through a GP to do that? And I think the government could create incentives, you know, carrots uh, and disincentives, sticks punishing you by, you know, financial disincentives, for example, to nudge people towards a much healthier lifestyle, a much proactive lifestyle. Social isolation and loneliness could be detected using smartphone applications and other applications and how or how you're using your smartphone. Uh, and if you are identified as somebody who has poor social health, you could be put on a high-risk register and offer additional resources. This doesn't have to be intrusive. It could be an offer, and you could say yes or no. And I envision this being much bigger than this. I'd also envision technology, you know, t- giving you technology or access to technology to assess and look after your mental, bone, bladder, bowel, skin, and foot health. And, I, and the question I'm asking, why shouldn't you be able to screen for bone health problems? Why shouldn't you be able to order a DEXA scan and see what your bone density is? And if it's low, you know, get automated prescribing or automated program to improve your bone health. This can all be done via, um, you know, smart applications and using artificial intelligence, for example. So this is one of the th- the issues. We would need a new IT, well, new IT platforms, and they would have to have a safety net built into them to look after the people with MS who don't engage with the paradigm. You know, not everybody's going to engage with self-management. And so, you know, we should also have this underpinning philosophy that no person with MS should be left behind. So if you aren't engaging, you're not activated or empowered to self-manage, you should be on a high-risk register or you should be classed as being a vulnerable person with MS and you should get much more direct face-to-face attention. And this will be possible because time freed up by other people with MS self-managing their disease will allow healthcare systems to be more responsive to the high-risk and vulnerable patients. I have previously written about uh, uh, my vision for uh, MS care and uh, I don't want to repeat myself here and I would refer you back to an MS selfie a newsletter from February of 2022 on this issue. And that's actually also based on a previous um, Medium post I did uh, on this app application called MS Connect. So I don't personally think the NHS should be broken up and disbanded. I think we should celebrate what it stands for and what it potentially could be, but it definitely needs more investment and it needs more um, freedom to innovate. Um, and we will always need an NHS, you know, we always need a responsive healthcare system for emergencies. And I personally should know, I mean, I've had two major life-threatening health-rated events in the last two and a half years, and the NHS was there to look after me. I had this massive accident with a head injury, fractured cervical spine, fractured pelvis, multiple soft tissue injuries, and I was whipped into King's College, you know, with polytrauma, and I was looked after, and I was... You know, it was all incredibly efficient. And, you know, I was so impressed with what happened to me. And then about a year ago, I was diagnosed with a malignant melanoma. And again, the NHS sorted me out. And I didn't have to worry about access to those services. Didn't have to pay. It all happened. You know, so the NHS is 
brilliant when it comes to acute emergency care, you know, but it is letting problems down with chronic conditions and it's letting the population down with preventive medicine. And my personal experience is an example when I was discharged from King's College Hospital for community based rehab, the waiting list for my initial assessment was 13 weeks. Uh, I was forced to go privately for my rehabilitation. And so I was fortunate enough to be able to afford that, but you know, the average person couldn't afford private rehabilitation you know and how can you wait 13 weeks for rehabilitation when you know i'm a professional neurologist working in the nhs you know if i i wanted to be back at work in 13 weeks never mind waiting 13 weeks for my rehab program so there is this issue about how we're letting down uh, or not managing chronic conditions appropriately The MS Selfie, as you know, stands for MS Self-Management. I actually started this in response to the COVID-19 uh, pandemic and the, it happened in the first lockdown. And it was quite clear as people with, people working in MS services were redeployed to the front line, people with multiple sclerosis couldn't access MS services. So I started this daily question and answer session and it evolved into MS Selfie. And I know that it's just an information resource. I'm actually trying to empower people with multiple sclerosis by giving them information and nudging them to ask questions uh, and, where possible, giving them information about how to self-manage or self-assess their disease. Now, this is just, you know, like a shotgun approach. I'm not – it's not part of a concerted healthcare system approach. And so some people who engage with this find it helpful. Other people don't engage with it, won't find it helpful. Um, but, you know, uh, I've had a lot of feedback saying how much you appreciate uh, MS Selfie. Uh, but could you imagine if this was linked to self-management and self-referral pathways that you could activate yourself? You know, I'm sure if you read a MS Selfie newsletter about bladder management and you could yourself refer to a continent service so you could get your post-micturition volume uh, measured, you could potentially try various, you know, antispasmodic medications for your bladder. You could actually potentially drive your own management of this. You know, I don't think, you know, we should be um, ring fencing and controlling this. I think the fact that we provide this information to you, we should allow you to act on it. Anyway, I personally think that uh, if we really get serious about self-management, we'll completely transform the management of multiple sclerosis. Uh, and at the same time, we would reduce NHS healthcare utilization. You know, the, the costs of NHS would plummet if we, if we managed to activate the MS community. But again, it's going to require political commitment, resources, and time. Anyway, I've said enough. Uh, happy birthday, NHS. I would, uh, and I would also be interested to hear your opinions about the NHS, your experience with your healthcare system, and whether or not you think you are ready to take responsibility for managing your own MS or at least parts of your own MS. And how do we challenge the status quo? That's what I would like most. How do we get healthcare politicians? How do we get healthcare managers? How do we get the payers, insurance companies, to look seriously at the current healthcare delivery model and say, can we challenge this and make it more efficient and at the same time improve outcomes? Uh, finally, my uh, my nudge to you all: um, if you can, if you find MS Selfie helpful and you can afford to become a Painscope subscriber, I would greatly appreciate it. 
the more income I get, the more I can do. Uh, and as some of you may have already registered with the MSLV microsite, which is the site that's curating this information into a usable format written in much better English uh, or simple English. And at the same time, I would like to initiate a MSLV management course where I actually uh, run an online course with a series of modules to teach you about MS and, and how to um, interpret your symptoms, how to assess or investigate your own problems and how to self-manage. Obviously, you can't do everything because we as a, a healthcare community put barriers in place, but at least you know when you get to a barrier what questions to ask to access certain uh, uh, certain treatments. And so that's the next phase of MS Selfie will be the MS Selfie online uh, course. And at the same time, I'm going to be using the uh, MS Selfie microsite as a template for a book that I'm going to produce. Um, the, and that, that's a project probably down the line, 12 to 18 months, I would imagine. And we envisage in the book not being a classic book, but more like a, a A4 folder um, with, that you can actually hack. You can add, you can take sections out, add sections, put your own medical records in, you, you know, use it as a journal for monitoring and managing your own disease. So um, I am pretty serious about uh, using MS Selfie as a, a platform for at least nudging or trying to nudge the uh, healthcare community to create a different uh, management model for MS. Thank you.